Pops in a Pod, episode 13, COVID-19, India Lockdown, part 3. Hi, Peter. What's happening? Not much, man. Still under lockdown, but yeah, you know, the good thing about this past week has been I found some sort of routine in things, so much calmer than the last couple of weeks, so I'm glad that's happened. How are things with you? Yeah, same old, same old. I think uh, you've you've picked the right term that things are now falling into routine and it's it's going good in terms of, uh, you know, just the way the day is progressing. And it's interesting because this is uh, our fourth uh, coronavirus slash COVID-19 episode on Pops in a Pod. I would have never imagined <laughs> that we would be speaking about this topic for an entire month. So yeah, that that's how that's how the lockdown is going right now, if I can say. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, when we spoke, we didn't think that things would get as bad as they are right now. And now that we are in the situation, I'm just wondering what it's going to be like, say, two, three weeks from now. Will things ever be the same again? Correct. I mean, today is um, 8th of April. We're almost approaching midnight. So it'll be 9th April soon. Um, and from what I understand, uh, as per the official government mandate, 14th April is the last day of the lockdown. So technically, we are in the, the fag end of the lockdown. So um, definitely looking forward to what 14th April is going to look like uh, outside these four walls. But uh, again, we don't know, right? Um, the severity of the cases are going up the numbers are going up so there is no saying what will happen honestly in in, in the next uh, in the next week forget next week i don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow day after suddenly they'll come up with some news and you know things will just change overnight completely agree but uh, how is your daughter holding up how are things with her oh she's good she's good uh, but honestly uh, you know what really takes precedence in today's conversation is the actual um, upkeep of the house um, I think it's one of those very rare or in fact the first time I've actually thought that I wish I had a smaller house because <laughs> yesterday I was cleaning all the rooms and I was like oh my god this is backbreaking literally this was the experience of cleaning the house was backbreaking and I'd be like can we just have fewer corners and fewer rooms please so that we don't have to keep doing this back and forth because it's it's painful like even though our duties are uh, you know, divided. When it's your turn, it it hurts you. <laughs> you know? It physically hurts you to kind of clean the house and everything. So it's 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 kind of uh, nuts, though. Uh, it keeps you busy. It keeps your mind busy, even if it's something as simple and mundane as cleaning or you know washing or you know doing the dishes or whatever it is. It just keeps you uh, engaged. So in a way, that's that's good. Um, uh, coming back to my daughter, um, one thing that I have noticed is that she has uh, completely recovered from you know these bouts of flu that she used to have every time she would go to the play group because she was exposed to so many children so that has completely disappeared so that's that's a boon because she hasn't interacted with anybody except the you know five of us uh, four of us at home so i think that's that's a a positive so we both my wife and i kind of shudder to think what's going to happen um you know the day she steps out because that immunity is going to be hit damn bad 
once you start interacting with kids her own age you know what about you peter how are things with you well uh, my son has kind of become a boss where you know every time we get on our laptops both of us my wife and me he'd be like mommy daddy what are you doing what's happening what are you looking at and both of us are now at this point like it's a mix of oh boy uh, guilt but at the same time like this guy really now thinks that you know he's bossing us around or he'd suddenly be like now because he's so used to having us around the entire day so we'd be like hey what do you want to eat i want watermelon and i was like but we don't have watermelon at home then i'm getting into a stage of negotiating and at some point i was like wow he's really getting used to this i picked this up quite fast in just a few weeks yeah i mean i think kids are very perceptive that way uh even even with my daughter um you know she she gets away with things because after a point you're like you know what screw it just 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 give it to her whatever she wants at least she'll get out of her hair for the time being so uh i completely get uh, where your son comes from in these kind of situations but I, i'm just thinking you know what what will happen once this is over like how will how will the kids react that's that's always going to be uh that little question in my head that how are they going to behave how are they going to react to this because for them it's like a holiday right and i keep relate in a head that this is not a holiday right? so she gets yeah. it she gets that okay corona virus and she'll keep throwing it in our faces don't go down corona virus will get you or something she'll say yeah man another and you know i can totally agree and i see completely where you're coming from but you know one thing is we had a great response last time to a few guests who were parents and also non parents but this time we thought we'd get some more parents on board to share their experience of dealing with the lockdown and also work and kids at home so now that why don't you introduce our first guest for us yes so our first guest is uh, amol gaikwad um amol is an avid listener of uh, pops in a pod in fact he told us that every time he goes for his early morning runs uh, he he starts uh, listening to our podcast and that's how he started listening to more and more episodes so we are very happy that you know we we have a a, a regular and he reached out to us and he 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 had to say some really nice words uh, kind words about the podcast so we thought hey why don't you come over and tell us your story so the interesting about uh, amol is that he's a stay at home dad and he's done that for close to 3 years so we chat to him about this whole lockdown because technically he is used to working from home so let's hear it from amol you know lockdown was pretty interesting uh, you know since i've been working from home for a while now it's about 3 3 years since i've been working from home so you know i think my family was uh pretty adjusted to the routine it just that now uh, you know we have to do a lot many household chores along with handling the kid along with the office work and along with the rest of the stuff so i just feel that the work has kind of you know increased 2x from what i was doing because now i have to you know engage my kid 24 by 7 whereas earlier he used to go to a play school for like 3 hours and where you know then then i used to get some chores done or get some office work done or whatever and then he used to come and then we i used to make food and then put him to sleep but now it's just completely different where you know i i have to manage 
to sneak out time you know to figure out okay when can i get some calls done or when can i get some work done so i, I think from a, a, a you know adjustment perspective i think he was pretty used to uh, seeing me all the time at home so i think that was pretty okay so he knows if i'm working he doesn't disturb me at all but i think uh, the rest of the stuff was a little uh, difficult you know because the maids weren't coming in and uh, you know we really had to and, and even for my wife because she was pretty much very much used to Uh, leaving the kid with me all the time and you know she could come back home late from office if she had some meetings or something like that but now it's kind of she also gets to spend some time with with my son so i think that's that's the only difference i would say that's so in the last couple of weeks uh, you know with the lockdown uh, has there been any you know interesting or memorable moments uh, with your son uh, that you've noticed so yes absolutely so earlier our schedule was that uh, you know we used to get up uh, he uh, you know we had a morning preschool for him so we used to drop uh, my wife to the station and then i used to go drop him to the school and that's that's pretty much was the schedule so he was pretty much used to getting up getting ready you know uh, you know at times we would just be doing all of this in like a 45 minute time span so you know how more crazy morning there uh, yeah. so uh, you know but now he's uh, you know now he the first couple of days of the lockdown he after the first couple of days he did ask me and my wife that are you guys not going to office and he's not even 3 so he'll turn 3 in this april so he did ask us uh, okay. you know uh, you guys are not going to office what's happening i mean he didn't ask what's happening but he said you know are you guys not going to office and we and we had no no answer but you know he he now he gets to see both of us uh, and he is a hyperactive child he's literally a hyperactive child so you know we have to be uh, there are times when uh, you know he's gone and put uh, in the lockdown period he's taken a full bottle of hand sanitizer and he started playing with it and he's emptied the hand sanitizer and we cannot shout at him and we cannot do anything about it so you know um, uh, there are fun times he kind of he uh, we've seen him within the 15 day period we've seen him become a little more mature because you know it being with him for 24 by 7 he understand now he started to understand that we can't be with him all the time so he i have seen him go play by himself you know he has a cycle he rides a cycle in the house and you know he goes and plays and he'll come and ask some very intelligent questions and he'll go and play on his own so that's something that you know we've seen that change which we had not seen it earlier because you know maybe uh he started to understand that we are trying to divide time and you know that's what he's starting to get and it's something that we can't really we don't think it would have happened if there was no lockdown wow that's so cool nadir but you know one thing i took from what uh, amol said was no matter how used to you are from working from home having your child there you know for your attention especially a child like his where he was saying he's around 3 years old so at that age uh, where he's really looking for attention looking for different kind of things to do and of course i'm pretty sure we both agree that you know keeping your kid engaged the entire 24 hours is quite a task no no absolutely and uh, especially if you know screen time is not part of that schedule then hats off to whoever can actually manage to do that whatever physical activities i mean we should take training from amul to you know really figure out how, how he is managing to do that i mean let's face it he's got 3 years of experience more uh, than both of us combined right now so i mean that's great whatever that he's doing and i think in, in at this stage everyone's pretty happy to be around their family 
uh, and and their kids, you know. So our next guest also uh, is in a very similar space. Uh, her name is uh, Simran Arora. We've uh, worked together, Simran and I, um, uh, in a television channel way back, and we've then moved our separate ways. So I really wanted to catch up with her, and I invited her on the show. So let's hear it from Simran. The situation is really bad outside. The only, I wouldn't say positive, uh, that's insensitive, but the only uh, safety net that we have here is that the children, I mean, at least my child is in that age group that she's crossed uh, the need to, you know, have uh, constant visits to pediatricians or clinics or hospitals. So she's uh, at home. And the brighter side is that, you know, she never had access to uh, her father in the whole 24-hour period because, of course, he was busy working, right? Um, now with the lockdown and the whole work from home policy, uh, she's spending time with her father, she's spending time with her mother. We were supposed to be role models, which we were struggling at being, but now with us at home and doing all the domestic tours, she's actually seeing how it is done, right? So it's almost like we don't even have to think of activities to keep her engaged. It's pretty much the daily stuff that we do, which she's watching us do and picking that up so beautifully that it's amazing to see her grow that way. So it's like from small things, you know, for example, cleaning the house, to laying the table, to maybe washing clothes and putting them on the clothesline. Uh, as a 15-month-old who's just learned to walk uh, and who's just, you know, uh, grappling some uh, vocab from us, she's actually helping us with all those house chores and learning how it means to live on your own, uh, which is something that we would have never, you know, had the opportunity to uh, show her uh, had it been a normal situation. So, uh, you know, a family set up with about eight people whom I'm living with, which includes my in-laws, my nannies and my brother, my husband, of course, and my baby. And the second beautiful part is that we have a growing child, right, who's 15 months old. So um, there are a lot of milestones that she's still achieving. And it's, it's quite amusing for us to watch her grow. So given this as my setting, even though there is a health care, even though, you know, there is a set of uh, sufferings and news that I'm hearing outside uh, through WhatsApp, through uh, letters and, and, and kind of uh, these uh, newspapers that come to us, on WhatsApp again are throwing, I still feel that I'm not in as bad a situation, to be very honest. Primarily because uh, there's so much to do at home. And I uh, feel that, you know, from a person who was initially very scared about the whole situation, I have moved into this person who's become more of an opportunist. I've realized that this kind of a situation, uh, God forbid, should not be repeated. But it's also one of the most uh, uh, rarest cases where, you know, we can still uh, try and find our soul and do what we want to do, uh, which we never had time for. So, you know, we used to always complain about moving out of the house, uh, how is it tough to kind of deal with traffic, how is it tough to deal with summer. You know, here, this time is just so perfect. We're at home with our family in summer, uh, avoiding traffic, uh, taking it easy, you know, making time out to be together. Uh, just breathing and, you know, just kind of uh, trying to focus on what are the things that we've missed out on. Nadir, I really like, you know, the whole positive attitude that Simran has. I, I wish this rubs off on us and also our listeners. No, absolutely. I think uh, she definitely gave a very uh, interesting take and, you know, she took the positive uh, out of this uh, very serious situation that we are in. Uh, and that's that's always uh, good, you know, the people who can um, really look into the um, or rather see the optimistic side of things. It's it's great, you know, the way she spoke about the whole family bonding and um, seeing her child grow up in front of her, considering that she she, uh, uh, you know, 
used to be a working mom and she kind of missed those initial milestones so it's nice to see that she enjoying this moment because who knows you know this is not going to come back anytime soon and which is a good thing it's a good thing that it doesn't come back yeah. but yeah people are taking advantage of it right now uh great for them uh and i'm i'm glad they enjoying this time you know now that we're really fortunate that we are able to look at the positive side of things uh i must say that you know in the last week this, this has been dwelling on my mind that we're lucky to have access to so many resources and you know be able to enjoy it but there are others in society who don't have access to the same kind of things as us and i got thinking about this uh primarily because we had a talk with our cook who is working in our house and we just called her up the other day you know just to check up on her and her family okay. and you know something she said to me really struck a chord and really tugged at my heartstrings so we kind of talked to her she stays in an area which is quite congested and uh, she told us that you know that area they had detected a covid-19 case so wow, as per protocol yeah so as protocol the entire place was shut down no one in that 2 km radius or so was allowed to kind of go freely outside except for essentials and so i told her oh god how are you managing how are you coping with the things and then she said something which was i'm not afraid about the virus but you know if the virus doesn't take us hunger will and i was really taken aback because you know we are here talking so easily having conversations like this and talking about the positive side of things and things like that but here's somebody who i know who's in a complete opposite situation that's that's truly sad uh, peter I, i i know i know exactly what you're saying uh, i mean it, it would be stupid of me to even say that uh, i can completely imagine what they're going through because i i i can't you know uh, we we belong to a certain section of the society we we enjoy certain benefits uh, and they they don't unfortunately and they've been hit really hard um um i also uh, recently found out through my mom that um our our help who who cleans who cleans the house um my mom just called to check on her to ensure that you know if she's okay and uh, you know in terms of money in terms of supplies and everything uh she said it's 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 all good you know so far so good um i'm i'm really not facing a a problem right now but i will eventually and the problem is that she doesn't live close to a house she lives really far away like she has to take uh, the public transport the local train to come home and that, that's a good one one of 15 minute travel so uh even if we want to arrange for someone or even if some you know even if if i have to go to her place and give money or supply i can't do it it's 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 physically not possible for me to do it so my mom was a little concerned thankfully she has her uh you know family and cousins that they all live together so they kind of looking out for each other but she said something very very interesting and sad she's she's a muslim and she uh, goes to her um local mosque and um the head of the mosque um you know he 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 made a sermon uh saying that uh you know in these trying times um the month of ramadan is not very far away so we should all start fasting right now itself and kind of get used to it and it just got me thinking that he's found a very unique way 
to kind of sort of bring this entire situation um by telling them that okay you know what start skipping meals because that's only way we're going to survive so have one solid meal and try and sustain for the day but he just did it in a very smart way he did not tell the people directly to stay hungry he just kind of put it you know under the garb of a sermon and he did it and like a one part of my mind wants to say that's clever but the other part is saying that's that's just sad i mean that's the section that is going through so much trouble and you know what is it that people like us can kind of do apart from donations and all like what is it that you know we can do which you know another is a great point because uh, post our discussion about this whole situation we got in touch with someone who's actually on ground doing uh, something to make a difference for this part of society our next guest is bilal khan he's a housing and human rights activist um he is currently um on the ground helping with the marginalized and underprivileged people and ensuring that um his group is distributing as many essentials um and you know food uh, to these people so let's hear in detail what bilal uh, has to tell us about the situation so uh, peter we've got a very interesting uh, guest today his name is bilal khan and he represents an organization um ghar bachao ghar banao andolan he is uh, a human rights and a housing activist bilal thank you so much for your time and coming on to our show yeah most welcome so bilal tell us a little bit about yourself before we kind of jump into you know the obvious lockdown situation that we are facing yeah i am basically uh, i am working in slum most of more than 5 years uh, my focus is on the housing crisis that uh, is being faced by the slum dwellers uh you you see housing has been reduced to a commodity whereas it is a basic necessity okay. so uh, these slums are always almost always facing threat of eviction you know their settlement get demolished so uh, to uh, ensure that uh, you know poor get uh, at least a minimum shelter we uh, work for the their rehabilitation right and also ensure that they have basic amenities like water sanitation i also work in the sector of uh, which children uh, you know provide them recreation uh, spaces which are very rare in uh, slums because of space crunch correct so this has been my work uh, i uh, fight cases in in human rights commission i also i have lawyers to fight case in the in the high courts uh, wherever there is a threat of eviction and we have recently won a major case uh, where the rehabilitation site was constructed in a, in a toxic neighborhood of bombay so those uh, people who were shifted in in that neighborhood were reshifted to a better place after a campaign for which uh, went for 3 years so that was that that how i got involved which is uh, my engagement with the slum dwellers uh got me involved in the relief work that i'm doing currently because uh, there was an they anticipated already about uh, this situation uh, okay okay and uh, yeah so they they had this idea that you know they will be, they will be they will run out of food they will they will they, they will lose their livelihood so that's when we started preparing for this uh, uh, this crisis Okay. and uh, yeah so we started with the communities we we were actively working with 
and then we expanded our scope as soon as the as soon as we started getting more support from the um, you know from friends from donors so yeah so uh, that's how we expanded and we have um, uh, apart from Bombay we have also provided relief in MMR region like Diga, uh, Kalwa, Uran and Navi Mumbai so nice. uh, yeah and we have we have applied several filters uh, in order to ensure that you know the help and the relief reaches to the most vulnerable most marginalized uh, section and persons so we are providing raised food dry fruit ration to um, uh, the non-Russian card holder because uh, if you have a Russian card you have some you, you get ration and subsidized it but if you don't have a Russian card and you belong to a uh, uh, economically weaker section you can't afford in this lockdown if you have lost your livelihood. That's right. So uh, we are we are providing to non-Russian card holders, we are providing to single women headed households, widowed women, uh, widowed and uh, uh, women who are divorced, uh, migrant workers, transgender community, uh, you know, and and also to community which are in 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 far off places like in the middle, like there are community which are very visible, uh, especially the footpath dwellers, uh, those people who are living who were earlier living under the flyover, but there are uh, settlements, some settlements, which are in uh, in the interior of the city and are not very very visible. So we go to those areas, like yeah, today only we, we went to Kandivali and Malwani and those, uh, our vehicle was not able to enter those narrow lanes and we have somehow managed to reach there and, uh, you know, uh, provide the relief. And they were pleased to say, today is a 12-day of our relief work and uh, okay. when, when I went there and asked people about how much relief have they got from the government or from any voluntary organization, they said uh, nothing have, you know, no relief has been uh, reached. They have not received any relief so far. I can I can imagine. Um, yeah. Bilal, yeah. have you come across? I mean, you mentioned single women and divorced yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Um, have you come across? Um, you know, within these communities, children and what is their state right now? Children. Uh, uh, see, we have we have we are pro- providing basic uh, ration for for a basic meal. But I uh, uh, understand that there will be uh, uh, persons and families who will have special need. Like infants will have, you know, they will need a certain kind of food, which is not available because of unaffordability and inaccessibility. So I am sure there will be children facing a lot of uh, problem as far as their special diet is concerned. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, and like uh, during our relief work, we realized that we were, it was pointed out by our volunteer only from the ground that a uh, lot of women are now facing the privacy issue because they have a very small shack, you know, in a small shack on the entire family of uh, five to ten, eight people uh, living in a small shack. Right. So, earlier they would have some space, but now because of the lockdown, most of the time they all have to remain, remain in the small space. So, that is one and then they are not able to afford, uh, you know, every single penny matter to them because Absolutely. for a poor person, every single penny matter is very valuable for them. So they are not, family is not giving money to women, uh, you know, to buy sanitary napkins. So that was, uh, that's when we realized and then we also treated that as an essential commodity of our relief work. And we also raised this in the media and with the authority. With, uh, and I'm thankful to the authority who positively responded to that and now have agreeing to provide around 3 lakh sanitary napkins. 
uh, in all the you know and we are we are going to be coordinating the distribution of those uh, this thing so there are they are going to be very uh, special need and very basic need which are going to be overlooked and i'm uh, we cannot imagine at this moment what this will uh, you know how it will unfold that's uh, really that's that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing what you guys every are household will have some kind of story so especially the poor household because uh, you know you can't cater with a small food kit you can't cater to the entire, all the basic needs of a family no absolutely so, so you all have gone beyond food and giving uh, yes. you know other basic we are also providing uh, yeah, you know protective gear to the doctors and also in the slum committee providing masks so um, and gloves sometimes okay okay that's great yes. so um uh, one last question bilal i want to basically uh, help our listeners understand that if they want to contribute in any way in any form how does one go about doing that no i'm saying it's going to be especially in bombay the lockdown going to last for some more time so and uh, no no organization in bombay voluntary organization has the bandwidth to cover such a huge population bombay has a 50% population living in slum uh without uh, you know we uh, nobody has that kind of infrastructure resources to reach out to these manufacturers and population so uh, i think uh, we should uh, keep uh, you know we should keep the poor and marginalized in our mind during this lockdown and try to help them in whichever way possible to provide them like there are communities in the uh, for example there is a community uh which did not have water access we did not have water supply so the women in this uh, in this community would work as a domestic help in the nearby building right. and they would get the uh, water from the from those building where they were working but as soon okay. as the lockdown started their uh, entry was shut and so was the water supply so okay. they ran out of what the basic water supply you know? so then then we persuaded with the bnc and got them the water supply through tankers water tanker something there are many we think of all the poor people in mumbai the all poor poor people in mumbai who will be affected in this lockdown and try to help in whichever way possible they are also trying to uh, set up some community kitchen because if they if it goes for long then we might be starting some community kitchen in few communities so people can also think of supporting us we have a fundraiser keto there people can go and uh, uh, do give some contribution so that we are able to uh, help them uh, as much as we can yeah you know peter after listening to bilal it struck me that we have only been thinking about food and water as essential but not even once did it strike uh my mind that even something as basic as sanitary napkins also is considered uh, an essential and it's amazing that uh you know bilal and his group is has have taken that also into consideration like it's it's amazing what they are doing yeah i mean it's truly inspirational work and uh, all kudos to them uh to what they're doing and they'll continue to do beyond this correct and at this point i would like to urge all our listeners that uh, please donate whatever you can uh, to whatever charity that you want in case if you want to um, contribute to uh, what bilal is doing in terms of his distribution efforts um, we've left the link in the show notes please have a look and try and donate as much as you can and you know at this point also every little bit helps 
So, you know, there have been a lot of uh, groups that are simultaneously doing uh, work with other marginalized groups or uh, other in other parts of society also across India. So we'll also add uh, a link to an Excel sheet that we came across from one of our contacts. So fe feel free to donate uh, to those organizations also. So yeah, Peter, to wrap things up, we thought that we'll end this episode on a, on a bit of a positive note. So what we did was that we asked um, our followers on social media and some of our friends and family members that what's the first thing that they would do uh, once the lockdown ends? Let's hope soon, uh, considering we are just one week, less than a week away from it. So what would be that one thing or rather what would be the first thing that they would do once the lockdown ends? We got both uh, Amol and Simran to give us their responses. So let's hear that first. Oh, I just want to go on a road trip with uh, my son and my wife. Uh, that's the first thing I want to do after the lockdown ends. Uh, we we are quite avid travelers. So, you know, uh, every time... And we've been traveling with him, you know, since he was about six months old. So, you know, that's the first thing I would want to do. And I, I we were planning to drive down to Indore for quite some time. Uh, in fact, just before the lockdown, we were in Goa. Uh, thankfully, uh, he came back just in time uh, before the Janta curfew. The week, the week before Janta curfew, we came back and the lockdown happened. So, yeah, that's the first thing I would do. We'd uh, hop into the car and drive down, you know wherever there's no set destination we will drive down somewhere and then come back after two days so um two things that both associated with food because that's my first love the first one is of course stepping out and you know just maybe grabbing a domino's pizza uh that's on the personal that's front, very but, uh, like specific I, yeah like I, i've been craving for domino's pizza i don't think i would have craved for something so much even during my pregnancy days <laughs> So, and, and clearly I don't have the skills to prepare the right kind of perfect Domino's pizza at home. So yes, it is Domino's pizza. And also, uh, like I said, that the work that I'm doing, I just want it to get started. I want the events to get going. And I think the prep time is going to get soon over and it will be showtime. So I'm, I'm kind of ready to, you know, get down and get on the field and do the work to kind of be out there and be present. Interesting. Uh, Amol wanted to take a road trip. I think uh, for me also, that's that's somewhere there in my top three, four things to do. But not a road trip. It's it's just that I want to get in my car and just drive a distance. You know, maybe just to kind of feel good back in the Bombay traffic. <laughs> how, <laughs> how incredible it feels to kind of move bumper to bumper. And Simran had a very specific ask of having a Domino's pizza. Uh, it's, it's it's almost uncanny that somebody would be that specific. But hey, I mean, lockdown does uh, strange things to people. So yeah, I mean, who are we to judge? And the good thing is that she wants to kind of get back to uh, her startup business and, you know, start uh, kind of getting the wheels rolling on that as well. So that's good. That's a good thing. I'm similar to Simran in a certain aspect, uh, but I, I would really like to go out and have a meal and just, you know, be outside around people. It's kind of strange after two, three weeks of, you know, how much you like home, your own food or your own cooking, you do get a bit bored of it. 
true absolutely uh, i think every one majority of the people out there would want to kind of get out and eat and uh, get, in, get inside the restaurant and order their own food like i'm one of them i know my wife is uh, the other person but uh, peter let's let's uh, read out some of the responses that we got uh, online when we posed this question yeah so uh, we had one person say that they'd like to go out and buy more books so yeah that's pretty cool uh, someone is going to get dental treatment done so i hope that's not too serious oh yeah and uh, we had someone else who again wanted very specific food from a certain restaurant so yeah i can, i can see a trend of foodies uh, over here and uh, yeah someone wanted something as simple as go drink a beer nothing wrong yeah. in that absolutely grabbing a drink uh, i i can totally imagine like even if you're stocked up at home the, it's just the feeling of going to you know a bar or a club or you know wherever you get your drink i think that's that's definitely uh, a cool yeah that, that's a cool ask um some of the responses that i read um couple of people said that they want to uh, go out and pray um uh, you know at their preferred uh religious place so uh, i i guess it must be uh, like a thank you to yeah. uh, god saying that okay you know we are all out of this uh, all alive and healthy um one of them was so pointed i i almost uh, you know i had to rank him where he said that i'm going to focus on my business i'm not going to meet any of my friends i want to make sure that my business is in place and i was like wow man that's 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 really specific and that's like like very goal oriented no i'm going to do this yeah. and i'm going to like yeah, i mean good for you man kudos to you uh, i also got very similar responses where i want to buy makeup uh, i want to go out and you know eat in restaurant i want to go shopping uh, i asked my daughter what's the first thing she wants to do and she said i want to go to the mall I said what? Like, yeah, and, and do what? I want to buy some very like this very specific uh, a yogurt based drink that we get her. So she remembered that and like I want that. I said okay, wow, that's that's crazy. Uh, but you know, Peter, the the funniest thing is that I uh, both of us combined got so many responses that actually said we are going to stay at home no matter what. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that is kind. Of- kind of what i'm afraid of is that you know uh, after a few weeks people have got so used to staying at home uh, people might not actually step out or they'd be afraid of stepping out now well let, let's hope that that's a very personal choice and not something that's been mandated by the government and uh, yeah, yeah i just hope everyone's uh, safe at home right now please don't get out uh, take as much precaution as possible and this shall too will pass as what everyone seems to be saying right now so take care and if you have any feedback for us if you would like to write to us please do so uh, on popsinapod@gmail.com and you can also reach out to us on social media by just searching for popsinapod all right thank you so much for being patient with us i hope you've enjoyed this episode let's hope that we don't have uh, another corona special <laughs> next week yeah i hope so too all right peter see you soon and thank you so much guys for listening bye